0: Keep you down Ooh, you're the best around. Morning Glory and hallelujah everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Holy bleep. Here we are on Monday, the ninth day of November, 2020. My name is Nick, there's Big J over there. Yeah. Hey Big J, how you doing man? I'm good.
1: Big J is good. How was the weekend? Uh it was busy. Yeah? bought a car uh-huh that'll take up a day or two uh we'll talk more about some of the stuff and uh <laughs> it does take a long time to buy a car uh man up monday so we've got uh we did some stuff <laughs> we for that did some stuff uh well some stuff was done let's put it that way watch some uh some football made some soup oh yeah what was the big Ch- J soup chicken noodle soup holy bleep because you're not feeling great no i feel fine oh i'm just looking over there at the snot rags all over the counter Oh, that's for my eye. Gotcha. Oh, that sounds gross. Mm-hmm. You want to tell me a story about that? I don't. I don't really know. There's no. I mean, your eyes just leaking stuff. Yeah, it's been doing that. There's no answer for it. Is it science? Doesn't have an answer. Well, let's be honest. Have, have you looked at? I, science for I'll an tell answer? you what. I've mentioned it to several doctors throughout, and they, they just don't have any. They don't really have an answer. It, what it has something to do with allergies. What is it leaking? Uh, that's a great question. Precious like, igu? Yeah. I don't know if it's it's like a tear duct thing or what, but it's real <laughs> frustrating sometimes. Well, it's pretty gross from this angle, too, just so you know. Welcome to Monday, everybody. Hopefully you're
0: having a good one. We are going to talk about a lot of things that happened over the weekend. Uh, specifically, the Broncos getting their asses kicked on Friday. That uh, was not a pretty game. I
1: don't game. know if that's a good description. Uh, uh, what would you call it? Uh, I don't know. So, like, so the team took a nap. That's it. The Broncos took a nap or went to bed early
0: uh, or never Friday woke night. up yeah. uh, for it. And so we'll uh, we'll chat a little bit about that. We'll talk about the uh, rotavirus numbers here in the Treasure Valley. Spoiler: they're not great. And we'll also uh, have a chance to visit uh, with Bron. He plays drums for a band called Mastodon and uh, we are going to play you that interview that Jay and I had Zoom-style with him, and you're going to hear us break down some Mastodon fun, which will be fantastic. On top of that, we also have a chance for somebody to qualify for Santa's sack, which as of today, Big Jay, gets bigger. Michael, one week one, Ryan, one week two, and now we add more things into Santa's sack. This week, you have a Echo Dot smart speaker. You have the Amazon Fire TV stick for your television, and we are adding into it an Amazon Fire Kindle tablet, one of the oh big Oh my dogs. God. So you have a tablet involved in it as well. So the Santa sack gets bigger in your chance to qualify for that, and the even bigger sacks comes at 830 with Pop Culture Smackdown. Well, you play music on this show, damn it. And we're going to kick it off with a little thing called Rooster by Alice in Chains here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. It is the x rocks on the Morning After
1: with Nick and Big J. All
0: right, uh, coronavirus numbers for the weekend weren't great. Uh, Saturday, you set an all-time high again. So that's four straight days of all-time highs, right? And it starts to get a little bit crazy because you realize on Saturday, you've only got about mm, 75 to 80% of the districts actually reporting on saturday so when you set an all-time high when not everybody's telling you all their numbers that's not great and then on sunday of course the numbers are going to dip down but that's because you know even less than half of the people report on sunday but still almost 700 cases of covid 19 yesterday throughout the gem state Uh, 648 confirmed 44 probable uh, if you remember, like, I don't know, three weeks ago, 692 would be high for a regular day. You know what I mean? We'd be like, holy crap, yeah, 692? Yeah. And now it's high when we have like 30 to 40% of the districts reporting. So we're going to get 100% district reporting at least at some point today and expect those numbers to be not great. Uh, we're up to 72,000, basically 73,000 total cases. Seven deaths also reported on Sunday, unfortunately. Statewide death toll is now 691. Uh, The hospitals across the state continue to tell you, look out. In fact, I was reading a story this weekend where St. Luke's downtown had to turn people away. That's how full they are uh, with COVID-19 patients. So that's not good.
1: And that's why right there, some of the people who are, you know, that's the dangerous part is the hospitals being over capacity. And then people who have regular problems can't get treated right
0: it's not good it's not good uh good news 32,702 official recoveries have been made in the state uh but again that's less than half of where we are with confirmed totals which means people are still struggling with conditions or still battling the virus as they go forward so ugh, big j remember how it was supposed to go away after the election and yeah still, still sticking around and it ain't good.
1: They're still counting votes.
0: Take care of yourselves and each other, please. Uh, And err on the side of caution. Well, Big J, uh, Friday night was not a good one for your Boise State Broncos. It's been a while since somebody has come into Boise State and, you know, victories happen, but just ass kickings don't. And that's what happened to Boise State on Friday night. Uh, The number nine team in the country came into the Albertson Stadium and just pushed around the Broncos. Now, granted, they were already uh, having Jack Sears, their backup quarterback, in. Started off the game good, but then got injured. And then eventually it was the third and fourth string quarterbacks of the Broncos going up against BYU. And that's about as close as it should be when the third and fourth string quarterback of any team is going up against the number nine team in the country. Uh, Zach Wilson, the former Boise State recruit, uh, pretty much did whatever he wanted. 349 through the air, a couple of touchdowns. Uh, BYU also ran for over 200 yards. So you could, you could blame it on your third and fourth string quarterback, but the defense also had issues on Friday night as well. BYU could pretty much do whatever they wanted. Uh, and so uh, they take that one, and I guess they just uh, go on marching throughout their season. BSU, uh, no time to lick their wounds. Uh, they got a game on Thursday, buddy, on Colorado State on the road. So it just wasn't good. And probably one of those things where the team wants to turn the page as quickly as possible. So do I. Yeah, yeah, I don't blame you. Did you get to watch any of
1: it? <clears throat> uh, I started <laughs> to watch a little bit of it.
0: And then what happened? You got dis- disinterested because they were losing? Uh,
1: and then we got busy doing other things.
0: Get busy. Whoa, that sounds like a sex story. Uh, congratulations to our uh, friend, 24-year-old Chase Elliott, Big J, the son of Bill Elliott. The NASCAR driver he ended up winning the NASCAR Cup Series championship yesterday. Uh, the race ended the NASCAR season that, like all sports, was upended because of the coronavirus. But it was one of the first to return to competition, and it'll start. It started up in mid-May, and they did a good job of socially distancing themselves. And, and Craig, congratulations again to uh, Chase Elliott, way to go! Your game of the weekend for football, Big J. What was it? Uh, NFL football,
1: I should say. Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I do. I've watched the Red Zone, so you know. You go back and forth. You of don't course, get to, get but don't no, in.
0: You get to. Watch. Uh,
1: yeah, Sunday night's game was great. I love a good blowout.
0: Uh, you were the one that does, and it was the Saints all over the Buccaneers, thirty-eight to three. Even though it's your favorite guys that got their asses kicked again. Sure,
1: sure. Well, I mean, it's the only full game I watched. Well, I didn't watch all of it. <laughs> Going on here. I mean, well, I can't hone on on one game if I'm watching all the games on Red Zone. Well, what Channel. I'm saying is, yes, but you can get the gist of a game and one that was fun to I'm, watch and one was going back and forth. You can't. You get the gist of somebody scoring a touchdown. Uh,
0: well then stop watching Red Zone. No. Well then, what are you ta- what are you complaining about? I'm not complaining. Falcons ended up beating the Broncos, even though they almost gave that one up again. Bills all over the Seahawks, uh, even though the score ended up being by ten. The Bills uh, pretty much never were in doubt in that particular game. Uh, Tennessee Titans beat the Bears, the Ravens over the Colts, the Chiefs beat the Panthers, uh, Vikings all over the Detroit Lions, the Giants over the Washington football team, Texans beat the Jaguars, uh, despite the fact that they could have tied the game up with a two-point conversion at the end there, couldn't get it done, Raiders hold off the Chargers, uh, who got a last-second touchdown overturned. Uh, probably the correct call as well, and the Steelers came back and rallied against the Cowboys to become the only undefeated team in the NFL still at 8-0. Dolphins also beat the Cardinals in a fun back-and-forth game uh, as well, 34-31. Patriots-Jets tonight on Monday Night Football. That looks like a that's not going to be a fun game to watch either. <laughs> so, I don't even know if I'm going to bother watching it. Uh, the, the primetime games have not been great as of late, just in case you're curious. Uh, the Foo Fighters appeared on Saturday Night Live on Saturday night to debut their new song, Shame Shame. The song was also made available to everybody this weekend, hopefully you heard it on exclusive, if not, maybe you'll hear it this morning, here on the morning after. Shame Shame is one of nine songs on the Foo Fighters new album that they also announced, which is called Medicine at Midnight. It's gonna come out on February the 5th, it's their 10th career studio album and their 25th year as a band. The Foo Fighters have been teasing new music on social media since earlier this month, and now
1: you got it. Your thoughts, Big J, on the song? Uh, yeah, it's interesting. So I think it's a little different. Not what I expected. Do you like it? Um, no. How come? I don't know. It's just it's different. You don't like it. I need it maybe it's I different. need to hear it a couple more times. All right. First, first listen. I'm like, eh. Song you are very passionate about that
0: you heard. That you're hearing right now new song uh, uh rob zombie all right not bad morning after with nick and big j there's your music update
1: man of up mondays on the morning after with nick and big j yeah nick in uh, november uh 7th you might think uh, that's a few days ago not today of course but uh you might think that's too early to put up christmas lights right uh, not judging on what you told me on Friday Yeah, no, it's uh, you're right, it's, uh, it's not, it's not too early uh, In fact, it's just the perfect time, especially when I don't have to do it And uh, fresh off the, uh, the COVID reserve list, Nick, uh, my oldest And uh, her girlfriend came over uh, in tow with a whole bunch of Christmas lights and, and clips And I didn't even know what was going on The next thing you know, I hear rustling about, I come outside and my kid is on the roof Good place. Yeah, she's on the roof. Apparently, unbeknownst to me, she's also afraid of heights, so I'm not sure what she's doing up there. Oh, man. man. Uh, but uh, somehow she was convinced to get up there and put up the lights. I'm going to tell you right now, she did a professional job. Like, she should be making money doing this, even though she's afraid of heights. <laughs> uh, because we now have our Christmas lights uh, on our house, and uh, they look spectacular. And uh, she, uh, she climbed up on the roof, something I would never, ever do. <laughs> I don't know what my roof looks like from the roof. What are you talking about? Uh, Mostly because by the time I... I, I, Oh, God, that would be a disaster. So, uh, (laughs) a lot of repairs I couldn't do either. Uh, But, uh, no, if it matters, uh, we aren't turning them on at night yet. Then why are they up? Well, because before it gets cold and snowy. Oh, but I thought you were,
0: everybody in your house is in the mood. Why, if you yes, have them yeah. on, well, why because, don't you turn
1: them on? Uh, well, just because that's really obnoxious, and we're not the obnoxious people. So uh, we're not going to lead that. Uh, it might be one thing to do it internally, another thing to do it out, out outwardly, Nick. I got you. Okay. Uh, so uh, not sure when that decision will get made, when you can throw on. I know you uh, won't be involved in it, though. Yeah, 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 as long as you do not know, bother me to go uh, unplug it and plug the light back in. Uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's it. But, uh, you know, it is uh, getting close to that time. And, and yeah, you know, who knows what winter is going to bring here. I mean, it did snow the other day. Mm-hmm. It snowed yesterday. So uh, getting it up early is probably not a bad idea, and especially when uh, it's nice and dry and you don't have to worry about slipping and falling off that damn roof. Absolutely. And what did you do while the lights were being put on? What did I do? I'm sure I was doing something important. You know?
0: It cannot be true if you cannot remember what it was. Uh,
1: well, I mean, I can't remember all the important stuff I did the whole weekend. Well, I would challenge you to think of what uh, important thing. I, I think that, um, I don't know. You're right. Well, I wasn't uh, I wasn't inside watching TV, that's for sure. You were outside doing something? I, I was observing. I was supervising, Nick. That's, right. what, a good, that's gotcha. what a good dad does, gotcha. watches their kid do all the work.
0: Well, uh, you have perfected that art for sure. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few short minutes, some important stuff. Hold tight for that. Plus, we are going to actually go to hell. You're invited to join us too.
1: A morning after with Nick and Big J.
0: Important stuff brought to you by the Idaho Lottery. You in it to win it? Question mark? The Idaho Lottery's $1 million raffle has the best odds of winning a million bucks and is on sale right now. Make sure you pick yourself up a ticket or two. Your best chance to win a million bucks, somebody's gonna do it guaranteed at the end of the year. Might as well be you. Another sign of 2020. Big J. A rare earthquake struck off the coast of Massachusetts the early yesterday morning. 3.6 magnitude earthquake happened around 9:10 in the morning, about eight miles off the course, off the coast of the New Bedford in the Atlantic Ocean, at a depth of about 9.3 miles. People reported feeling it across southeastern Massachusetts, including Cape Cod, Rhode Island, Connecticut, New Hampshire. Good news, no uh, reports of injuries or major damage, just weird to have a earthquake on the East Coast like that, that far along, because usually that's a West Coast thing, you understand? Yeah. Or even an Idaho thing from time to time. But it's not necessarily an East Coast thing, so that's what makes it so rare. Uh, just a sign of more fire and brimstone, agree or disagree with you. Exactly. As uh, God's vengeance is uh, thrown upon us from up high, and we get the punishments we all deserve. BYU-BSU 51-17 to on Friday. Mayday. Zach Wilson had a good game. Uh, the BSU uh, defense could not stop anything that BYU wanted to do. They ran for over 200 yards, threw for 350 through the air. Uh, no time for BSU to even lay lick its wounds because it takes on Colorado State on the road in just a couple of days. Thursday, Big J. Do you think the Broncos bounce back? Yes. Good. Games on the gridiron yesterday. Winners were the Saints, the Falcons, the Bills, the Titans, the Ravens, the Chiefs, Vikings, Giants, Texans, Raiders, Steelers, and Dolphins. And we've got Monday Night Football tonight on ESPN. Patriots at the Jets, and it's not even the best version of the Jets team we're going to see tonight. Because once again, as God lays his vengeance down upon us, he has decided that Joe Flacco will start the game for the uh, New York Jets, which is never fun to watch. What's wrong
1: with Sam Darnold?
0: He hurt his shoulder again. Oh, man. Same one that he hurt the last time around. Probably came back too soon. Plus, it doesn't help that the, <laughs> the offensive line for the Jets is essentially a turnstile. And so, uh, guy spends half his, uh, his game on his ass and then wonders why he's hurt. So, uh, it's not mono, though. That much I know. So, Joe Flacco will lead the Jets out there. Did the Jets get their first win of the year, Big J? No. That is correct. That is absolutely correct. We have more information regarding uh, Slash and Miles Kennedy's new album. The new studio album has been confirmed. Uh, Kennedy is sharing some new details. Project is planned for a 2021 release. Uh, Kennedy told Consequence of Sound due to the state of things. As far as getting that material out, we're just going to have to wait and see. But they've been working on new material on and off for years. Of course, Slash has been working on a Guns N' Roses album. Miles Kennedy has released a couple of solo things, and so now they finally got it all together. The last time things came out, it was 2018's Living the Dream album, which was actually pretty good. Agree or disagree, Big Agreed. And so we'll see uh, what the new Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators and Slash album brings to us. Just know, I'm guessing 2021 is going to be a year full of Slash music, be it Guns N' Roses or Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators with him. Morning After with Nick and Big J. there's your important stuff.
1: The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks.
0: To the skies for today's We're Going to Hell story, Big J yeah specifically on a jet 2 airline probably not something that uh, the united states is too familiar with but the jet 2 is a fairly big airline company over in england my friend Hello. and that is where we head for today's we're going to hell story and really at the end of the day it's just another day uh, another allegation of somebody just going a bleep on an airplane And as the days go on, these stories become more and more. And even though there appears to be less people traveling through the air, uh, it doesn't mean that there are less a-holes traveling through the air. Do you know what I mean, Big J? Right. Uh, And in this particular case, it's Christopher Tooth, Big J. He's 57 years old. Old enough to know better at the end of the day. But apparently he was flying on a Jet 2 airline from Manchester all the way to another part of England. And he was traveling with his 34-year-old son, Matthew. Father and son. Right? Right. Uh, having a little trip. Both of them, according to reports, pretty sloshed before they got on the airplane. Having a real good time. Right. And so as they got on the airplane, they were upset about something. Who knows? They uh, they kept, uh, you know, one of those passengers that keeps hitting the, uh, the help button on the airplane for people to come over to them. I don't even know if they have those anymore, do they? I don't know either. I can't remember. I, I've never pushed one, so I don't know. But uh, apparently the jet 2 airlines have it because the father and son kept pressing it and uh, they were so hammered as the plane got in the air they kept asking the flight attendants for food and they're like "Hey, hey listen man this is like a this is like an hour and 10 minute flight there's no food on here I can give you some snacks I've got some delicious snack mix would you like some of that? And, and they're like, you know, and even even still with the coronavirus, we've kind of discontinued the whole snack thing, so we're not even supposed to give this to you, but we'll happily do it. And they're like, no, we don't want snacks, we want food. And like, sir, this isn't a restaurant. Sit down, put your mask on, enjoy your flight. And they walked away. Well, that was not a uh, satisfied answer for Christopher and Matthew So they both decided to get out of their seat. And, you know, the little area where the, uh, the flight attendants kind of hang out and they restock the beverages and stuff? In between, like, coach and first class on an airplane? Hello?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I interrupt you? Yes, you did. Uh, and so then they uh, they went over to where they usually are, and they just started grabbing a bunch of food. In fact, eating one of the meals that was actually uh, the the flight attendants that they had prepared from home for themselves. So they're just going in out of and the brown bag. I don't know what they where they found it, but they were digging around and they found it, and uh, and they actually got confronted by another passenger, and they're like, "Hey, you idiots, sit down, put your masks on, and and knock it off. That's not yours. Just behave yourself, so we can all get to this place safely." Well, they didn't like that either, Big J. So they started pushing around the other passenger. Uh, suddenly, uh, one of the captains got involved and told them to sit their asses down or land this plane. And that's when things really got upset. As the elderly uh, tooth, the 57 year old man, decided it was time to go to the bathroom, Big J. And so uh, he just decided to whip it right out there in front of God and everybody he just started peeing all over the door of the bathroom uh, while he was still in the outside. House. And that's not good. As it was uh, not a good scene, and so obviously they had to detain both of them. Neither of them would remain in their seat, so they had to go all the way back to the rear of the aircraft and keep them pinned down there towards the end until the flight was landed. And now they are both facing charges for causing a scene on an airline. And, you know, urinating all over the
1: place, too. That's not okay. It's the guys who won't pass out. That's right.
0: You know? They're they're the worst at a party. They're just annoyingly drunk and out of control. And so, and urinating on everything that happened during the course of a flight. Reminder to behave yourselves, and if you need to get hammered to get on an airplane, maybe find another form of transportation. Because uh, uh, you know, not only it's only a matter of time if you're so hammered when you get on the plane that, that they won't let you on, and then it turns into another scene. I've seen that happen before. That's the only real freakout that I've ever seen. Uh, thankfully, it didn't happen on a plane. It happened before I got on a plane where somebody was fairly drunk and they wouldn't let him
1: get on the plane that's probably why you don't hear about it more often yeah
0: and he was causing a scene at the airport and i was like oh god thank god that guy didn't get on the flight oh jesus morning after with nick and big j there's you. we're going to hell story brown from mastodon is going to join us next on the x rock that's how you start your week on a Monday with a kick right in the jeans from Mastodon. That song is called Fallen Torches here on the Morning After with Nick Big J on the x Rocks. You can find it on the Mastodon album that is how now. It is called Medium Rarities. It is a bunch of cool b-sides along with that new track on it. The drummer for that man, his name is Braun, and he joins us on the phone right now to talk about all things Mastodon. Hey, Braun, how are you doing,
2: man? I'm doing all right. I just finished a workout, and now I'm going to talk to you guys, and then I'm going to go to the studio and roll through all the new tunes that's what's that's what's on the agenda
1: working working out has changed dramatically in the last uh five to eight years it's just like now it's stuff that uh you know you don't have to have a gym to do anymore you just do it at home
2: just do it at home and I think for me especially it helps me um just maintain before we like before we're going in the studio probably the middle of November so there's no match for like mid-tour in shape like playing drums wise you know you just can't get there like in my home studio in the basement uh i think uh doing a daily workout is kind of imperative for me to stay in my top physical condition so that when uh we when it comes time to record and i have to play these songs you know 20 times in a row all day long i'm not like uh you know gasping for it for air a couple hours in you know
0: yeah well it certainly sounds like you guys aren't messing around I guess you're you're heading back into the studio then and you got a bunch of songs prepared and ready to go for what's next for Mastodon we do
2: uh, we have way too much material which I guess is a good thing but also it's it's a uh, it's very difficult for us to like narrow it down at this point we've had so much time you know as everyone has uh, to you know be creative and be in the studio and write. New stuff that, um, you know. Now we have like thirty songs demoed, and we need to pare it down to about twelve.
1: That's uh, what's the so, criteria for you guys to decide? You know, what do you want to pare down? I mean, is there is there sort of a vote on stuff, or it just it just pops out, and you know which ones you're going to keep?
2: No, you, we don't know. That's the problem. We need like, <laughs> we need an. We need an outsider, an outside entity to come in that we trust to say these are the songs. But that's not probably not going to happen. So it's going to be up to us to put our big boy pants on and make a decision. So, but there's a a few different ways that you know we could we could do things. You know, so we are just sort of debating those things. Like, okay, so we have these. All these songs kind of sound like they're all friends. They all are similar-ish. You know, they sort of sort of have the same vibe, like a more doomy vibe and a more doom side of mastodon so we kind of like that idea it's kind of cool we like that but also there's some some rippers that we don't want to leave out you know what i mean and so we're kind of discussing whether or not do we want to do a full kind of doom leaning album and then you know, a few months down the road, record the the Rippers and put a Ripper album out. I don't know. So we're still sort of deciding how we want to approach it.
0: I like it, man. And of course, you know, you guys just released Medium Rarities as well. Uh, You know, an opportunity to put some B-sides and some rarities out there to the world. I imagine more conversations were had about that as well, because I'm sure there's plenty of other stuff we still haven't heard. But certain things had to make the album and certain things had to be left by the wayside still, I imagine, too, right?
2: Yeah, uh, we were given a number of songs that we could include that would fit. On the album and uh, we just you know made the decision based on that that was also some hard conversations you know we were what about this one no I got to put this one on you know so it uh, we've wanted to sort of celebrate our 20 years as a band together and so this is for me anyways it's a cool like photo photo album almost to, like flip through each song I can remember a, a place and time and oh yeah that was cool oh yeah I remember when we did the Orion cover, we were in Seattle at Litho Studios and, and it was also a good vehicle for us to be able to release Fallen Torches finally, which have, we'd been sitting on for like two years. Uh, you know, we rarely do sort of a loose leaf kind of song like that. So it was uh, the reason we did it was because we had built this new studio in our, the basement of our rehearsal facility that we own as a band. And we wanted to sort of give it a test drive and see what we were working with as far as a live room was concerned. And let's record a song. Okay, cool. We did that. We loved how it came out, but there was like no, we couldn't just release one song. We we just uh, so this was a good vehicle to be able to to be able to finally release Fallen Torches.
0: Broad from Astadon joins us. Uh, you know, you got a couple Adult Swim songs on this particular album, and then coming up here in a couple of days, you guys are going to do the Adult Swim Festival as well, the online thing that's going on. How did that relationship start, and, and how has it continued
2: over all those years? You know, we're from Atlanta, and uh, Turner Broadcasting is, is based here, so Cartoon Network is based here. We have a, a bunch of friends, actually, that, that work over the years have worked for Adult Swim and have worked for Cartoon Network. Um, in the animation department or just doing whatever so it's like uh you know we kind of swim in that circle already and it kind of started with aqua Teen. we just got a cold call like my phone rang and i answered it and it was dave from aqua Teen hunger force <laughs> and uh, he just got my phone number from a friend of mine that works there and they said we really would love to we love your band and we'd love to uh get a song recorded with you guys as they're Anyway, you know that you guys are be interested in coming down and doing a song for our movie that we have coming out. We're like, yeah, I think this was this was on a Friday <laughs> evening. We we're all at the practice base, and we said, oh man, it's Dave from Aquatine. Let's do, let, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, cool. We want to do it. When do you need the song by? They're like, we want to record it on Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. Jeez. Okay. Uh, well, uh. All right. So they 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 uh, emailed us the lyrics, and Bill and I went down to the practice base on Sunday afternoon wrote a thrash song and then monday morning we recorded it so we did we did it you know we rose to the occasion but uh it was so that's sort of where it started and then from there i think we went and did some like voiceover work for the show and we did some voiceover work for the uh the the menu for the uh the dvds right and and then we went and did some metalocalypse voices and you know, we just sort of got folded into that family. And, and uh, so I think that they, you know, we're in Atlanta, they're in Atlanta, they kind of think of us when anything like that comes up.
1: Uh, it's totally awesome. And you know, with COVID here and the quarantine and all that, I mean, you guys were already doing a bunch of cool multimedia kind of things anyways. Has, has, did that make it easier for you to kind of transition and, 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 and stick with doing some of that to keep, you know, your fans entertained while we're going through this time and can't do live music?
2: yeah i mean you know everybody's kind of trying to figure out what they're what what they're doing and what they're going to do to to, i guess keep busy or keep your fans engaged um and uh you know when we put out this this medium i mean we were kind of one of the luckier bands i guess because we were already in writing mode so we weren't like about to release an album and about and had a bunch of touring planned you know like a a bunch of our friends bands like lamb of god and (laughs) deftones and stuff. They can't do the the usual deal where, you know, you put a record out and you're on tour that day and you stay on tour for like two years, you know, and you work that record. Uh, And as a lot of people know, that's the only way that musicians uh, are able to put real food on the table is from touring because nobody makes any money off of, uh, you know, writing and recording and putting out albums. So. Um, and, unfortunately, our industry is probably going to be one of the last to, to be able to make a full comeback, you know. So uh, so everybody's figuring stuff out. But, um, you know, we were in writing mode when everything happened. And, you know, we actually you know, we took a few months off, like everybody else, and, and stayed home and didn't even think about Macedon, really, for a few months. And just was, you know, staring up at the the, the TV on the news with the, the death ticker, you know, just like uh just kind of trying to do do our part and stay home and and not not be around people but uh as far as you know trying to put together some kind of virtual concert we're gonna just concentrate more on our new album and make sure and pour over that and make sure that that's the best that it can be so that you know when we put that out it is you know our best foot forward and, and uh and then maybe after that we'll do like a virtual uh concert experience type thing depending on where things are at with the pandemic but i mean we did do the medium rarities cooking show yeah yeah I don't know you thought, but uh some really cool recipes for <laughs> our fans to try out at home um you know um, i you know we're all avid uh cooks in the band so and then we got to kind of show off a little bit of our culinary handiwork in those videos if you saw them yes uh, so that was fun that was fun thing to film and then this Adult Swim thing that we just filmed, um, you know, we did we did a bunch of songs for that. And that was really cool and fun. But uh, I think for us, you know, it's like it's there's like two sides of our our Mastodon brain where it's like, OK, we're writing and we're focused on this thing. If someone says you have to do a live concert and we haven't played in a while, it's like, well, we want that to be as, as good as it can be. So it's like, OK, got to switch brains and go over here and be like okay let's uh, let's practice that material for that concert and so we're kind of want to stay and at this point we want to stay in album mode Love it,
0: well uh, Media Rarities is out now you can check it out, the Adult Swim concert's happening as well, you can uh, buy a ticket to that and enjoy the virtual concert online if you want to check out some live Mastodon and we appreciate the time sir man, thank you very yeah. much for making it for us.
2: Thanks for having me
1: <laughs> Important Stuff Important hey! Stuff On the morning after with Nick and Big J
0: Some old saying, Big J You eat with your eyes Yeah, I don't know You've heard it before though, yes? Yes There's a reason why uh, pretty much any cooking show you watch uh, Has the look of it being one of the factors in how you win, right? Right And a recent study found that people actually are starting to translate that In fact, uh, the wrong ways though Uh, They start to feel that if a food looks good on a plate, then it's got to be good for you, right? Yeah. According to researchers at USC, they found that features that feel classical aesthetics like symmetry and systematic patterns appear to be healthier, more nutritious, and lower in calories to the general public. They were also seen as being more natural and less processed. Uh, But then again, you know, there are people that actually make a living making food that necessarily isn't great for you look great go listen i can make cat food look like it's beautiful it doesn't make it mean it's good for you to eat you know what i mean Uh, these judgments can affect consumer behavior other experiments have found that people were more likely to pay more for a pretty plate of food than for one that was just slopped all together like some sort of food mess hall kind of situation you know yeah uh, so, uh, you know, it does make a difference in how we perceive our food. Now, necessarily, of course, doesn't make any of those perceptions true. It's just one of those things that is interesting to know, that you can charge a lot more for a pretty plate than you can for one that isn't exactly put together all that great, and people think it's better for you when it may not necessarily be.
1: I, I think, uh, I think I'm willing to pay more for my food if, it, uh, depending on the sizzle factor. What does that is mean? Is it sizzling when it comes out? Oh, the, oh, so the temperature makes it. Yeah, yeah. The hotter the food, yeah, the more like, you pay. you know, you get a nice steak from Chris, and it's, like, sizzling when it comes out, or or, or some fajitas. You're always paying more for fajitas, whether it's a Chili's or somewhere else, and it's sizzling. It means they cooked the damn thing, and I'm prepared to eat it.
0: All right, so listen. I mean, that's a great way to, to con Big J out of a couple of bucks. Bring him something that sizzles, and he'll be like, ooh, rub started, his hands start rubbing together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This be sizzling, yeah. It's cooked. That's very funny that that is a selling point for you. Uh, BYU beat the hell out of BSU on Friday night at Albertson Stadium. It wasn't even close. I mean, I guess as close as it got was 7-3 to three in the first quarter. And then uh, BYU just rattled off like 31 unanswered points. And that was that, 51-17, to 17, your final score. Uh, Broncos have to rebound quickly, and uh, they've got some quarterback issues they're going to have to deal with. Still don't know what's going on with Hank. Uh, does he have coronavirus? Probably, but it's not like the team is saying. And so we'll see what ends up happening on Thursday when they take on Colorado State on the road. That's just a couple days away. Chase Elliott is your NASCAR Cup Series champion. Congratulations to him. He sealed it with a win at the the Phoenix Raceway yesterday. And uh, so long and happy trails to Jimmy Johnson, Big J. As he wrapped up his Hall of Fame career and his NASCAR Cup Series career with his fifth and final race, ending in the, with uh, seven titles, sixth on the career wins list with 83. He also had a record of five consecutive titles from 2006 to 2010. So a hell of a career for Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. He's hanging it up. Let's see. You had the Saints, the Falcons, the Bills, the Titans, Ravens, Chiefs, Vikings, Giants, Texans, Raiders, Steelers, and Dolphins, all winners yesterday on the gridiron. We got the Patriots at the Jets tonight. Tom Brady suffered the worst loss of his life uh, on Sunday night when uh, the Buccaneers got their asses handed to him by the Saints, 38-3. And quite frankly, that probably should have been a shutout. (laughs) Uh, He was intercepted three times. Not a good game for Tom Brady at the end of the day. And Antonio Brown didn't seem to do much. In his premiere with the team, although, to be fair, uh, nobody on the Buccaneers team did much. So yeah, I know, really phases.
1: Him. They sucked.
0: It was not a good game for Tampa Bay, and that was at home, too, by the way. And the Saints, uh, I saw the the other thing that was, you know, most lopsided losses are crazy. The one stat that I saw last night that blew me away was this was the first time in, in Tom Brady's career that he was swept by a uh, a conference, not a conference, but a um, but division opponent. The Saints have beat the Buccaneers twice, and no time in Tom Brady's career has he lost two games in a row or two games to another team in his division. That's insane. I mean, granted, the AFC East was not very good, but still. right? It's crazy to know that at least some team didn't get lucky against him at one point in his career and all those runs with the uh, the Patriots. So uh, interesting stat. I'm not going to lie, Big Jay. Uh, yesterday when I saw this news, I was very, very sad, and I think I audibly said, oh, yeah. oh no. As it was announced early yesterday morning that Alex Trebek, the beloved host of Jeopardy, passed away at his home at the age of 80. Of course, uh, Trebek has been a presence on television pretty much for my whole life, for sure. Five decades. I mean, even before he took over as Jeopardy host, he was a game show host on Classic Concentration and that kind of stuff in the 70s. Uh, He did announce that he was battling pancreatic cancer in March of 2019, took some time off from Jeopardy in order to fight it, It had said that he had uh, won the battle, but had then returned earlier in the year, and he just couldn't put up a fight any longer, and unfortunately passed away. Of course, the outpouring for support of him has been incredible on Twitter and any other social media you want to find. And it was just really, really sad. I've said this before on many different occasions. I am a Jeopardy honk. I love it. Yeah. I have watched the show every single night or at least whenever I can when it's on on weeknights, uh, as an opportunity to pass the time. And I've enjoyed it. I felt like it's made me smarter. I have in- enjoyed Alex as a fantastic host. And it's really, really sad. And I can't even wrap my head around somebody else being the host of Jeopardy. I do realize the show will go on. It's too popular not to, and there's probably too much money tied up in it, to be perfectly honest. But it's just its gutting to see that news yesterday. I was hoping he was going to knock out this battle with pancreatic cancer, but unfortunately it got the best of him. So the best to his family, to his two children, to his wife, uh, who he married in 1990, uh, our best, and just uh, just sad, man. It made me it really bum me out yesterday. Yeah. It really, really sucked. As I'm a huge Trebek fan, and he was always up for a good time. I guess I saw that he had just, he had filmed a cameo in that uh, Ryan Reynolds movie, Free Guy. Oh, So cool. he's going to pop up in that movie whenever the hell that comes out. Uh, but uh, he just seemed like a, somebody that actually was a good dude, had a sense of humor, and seemed to do things the right way. So uh, rest in peace, Alex Trebek, for sure. Morning After with Nick Big J. we're going to do some pop culture smackdown here in a second. Morning after
1: with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and here's your chance to get qualified for Santa's sack. It's which is now even bigger, Nick. That's right. Oh man, uh, Echo Dot. We've got the Fire Stick in there and a Kindle HD 10-inch tablet. That's a big one, friends. So uh, that is all included. If you can uh, get qualified here, we'll also throw at you a delicious Papa Murphy's Boise meal deal, which includes a family-sized pepperoni pizza, cookie dough for some dessert, classic cheesy bread, and two-liter soft drink.
0: All right, so if you want to get in on that, now is the time to actually give us a phone call, 208-287-1003. You must defeat Big J in order to claim this actual prize package. Uh, Good luck to everybody. Hello, The X. What's going on? Hang on, man. What's your name? Jeremy. All right, Jeremy, you're up first. Jeremy, Kaylee Kyoko and Jim Parsons starred in this highly rated nerdy CBS sitcom.
1: Uh, Big Bang Theory. That is correct. Right.
0: Big J, this actor played Dewey Cox, Cal Naughton Jr., and the Watson to Will Ferrell's Sherlock Holmes.
1: Uh, Oh, man. John C. Riley. Right.
0: Correct. Jeremy, back to you. Lou Ferrigno was famous for playing the Hulk in the 70s, but he also played this Greek god in two films in the 80s. Um, Greek god Greek god slash hero Debatable whether he's a god It depends on how far you go into his um, mythos
1: Hercules? Yep Right
0: Hercules is correct Hercules, Hercules Big J, what film franchise did Johnny Depp just have to resign from Per the request of Warner Brothers? Uh, Fantastic Beasts Right That is correct Jeremy, we're going back to you We need to know Kelly Rowland and Beyonce used to be part of this girl group back in the day
2: Destiny's Child Right
0: Correct Big J This comedian Who's famous for having uh, For lip syncing Donald Trump tweets Also
1: has her own Netflix special Oh boy Um I don't I don't I don't know I don't know Nothing Nope Wrong You happen to know Jeremy That makes you
0: the winner I have absolutely no idea. My name is Sarah Cooper. Right, Sarah Cooper, um, Sarah, little Sarah Cooper. Congratulations, there, Jeremy. You are officially qualified to win Santa's sack. Hang on one second. We'll get some information from you. Make sure you're all set and good to go there. And we're going to do some headlines next on the X Rocks. For headlines on the morning after, with Nick and Big J. Headlines are brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. Let me give you a website. It's GoTeamMazda.com. It's the next place you should go for your new or used car adventure. If you want a new one, the inventory's there. If you want to use one, they got the Sweet 16. That's a brand new thing you should check out for yourself. Maybe you want to buy a Prius. I don't know. Maybe you should check out Mazda for more information. And GoTeamMazda.com. Good plan. Headlines are as follows. Was it worth it? Take it easy. And remember this. Take it easy. A Florida man had a meltdown Wednesday when his local checkers ran out of lettuce. Boy, he was upset about it. Police say that Henry Calabro started screaming and beating on the windows of the Tampa Bay area burger restaurant when he found out they were out of lettuce. Give me my water flavored vegetables. Authorities to the criminal complaint obtained by the smoking gun checker's employees called the police because they feared for their safety, which is understandable. Anytime somebody's pounding on your glass for lettuce, you probably should call and help. They are probably not well. Calabro was charged with disorderly conduct and resisting an officer without violence. Still not sure what made him so passionate about the lettuce that he decided to throw a fit. Like, I mean, I I love a good burger. And I do, like, enjoy lettuce on my burgers from time to time, but I don't think it's a deal-breaker. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the one thing. I mean, it's not like
0: you ran out of cheese. Right, I mean, yeah. that's. I don't think in my life, as much as I enjoy lettuce and I love a salad, I don't think I've ever said, you know what this needs? More lettuce. That's (laughs) that's what this is missing. While I enjoy it, I can't imagine it was enough to go freaking out. But listen, (laughs) we're all near our breaking points, guys. I'm not sure what's going to tip me over mine, but it may be something as dumb as lettuce. I can't promise that. Uh, it could very well be something really stupid. Was it worth it or remember this? Remember this. A brawl broke out at a grocery store aisle as horrified shoppers watched during a two-minute moment of silence was supposed to take place. Uh, this weekend, The England uh, England celebrated a day called Remembrance Sunday. Are you familiar with the concept? Yeah. Uh, you can then
1: explain it to the listeners. I can't explain it. I don't understand it at all. <laughs>
0: remembrance sunday is like the english equivalent of memorial day it's like where they remember uh those that have fought and died in wars for england and so uh tesco is a grocery store over there and they thought it would be a good idea that at noon they observed a two minute moment of silence or i guess it would be a two minute minute of silence ...for our Remembrance Sunday. And so while they were doing that at the grocery store, they made the announcement. Everybody was being nice, but apparently there was one lady that was not being very quiet. And so somebody else called her out on it. Next thing you know, this lady's chucking eggs all over the ge- grocery store. Just throwing eggs everywhere. Great. Uh, we heard lots of screaming, shouting. Then that egg fight turned into a straight-up brawl. So there's haymakers getting thrown. And all of this during a two-minute silence break for Remembrance Sunday... Uh, obviously uh, somebody shouted you've disrespected my mom and so that's why this whole thing started the staff started running towards the exile, <laughs> slipping and falling on eggs it was like a real Keystone Cop situation here and obviously uh, police had to be called and a bunch of people had to be arrested because of it so that's probably a moment of remembrance they'll never forget when there was a huge gigantic food fight that turned into a brawl at a grocery store for Remembrance Sunday can you tell when there's like egg All over? I guess, but I mean, you also probably want to break up the two people that are just beating the living piss out of each other as quickly as possible and maybe aren't looking where you're going or thinking you're going to make it, and you don't. Not sure. Wrap it up with, was it worth it? Authorities arrested a woman in Dallas, Georgia after she decided she was going to pose as an FBI agent in order to get free Chick-fil-A. Employees were not necessarily convinced that this lady was an FBI agent, and I I don't want to call them out on it, but... It seems like it's because she was obese. That makes sense. Like you can't, like if you're a fat, you can't get away with like an FBI agent. That's like I, I can't go in and go, hey, I'm a Navy SEAL. Nobody's gonna believe me. Yeah, you know no, what I mean? yeah, right. And so you have to play the part a little bit. You know, know your role. If you're 350, nobody's gonna believe that you're an FBI agent or uh, you know a member of the military.
1: It's just the way that it works. Yeah, they have physical standards.
0: So, uh, Kimberly Ragsdale tried to pull off the "I'm an FBI agent" Keanu Reeves line. Uh, and continued to insist that she was a government agent, even after officers arrived. According to the Polk County Standard Journal, uh, this was not the first time, of course. Ragsdale had attempted to get food by <coughs> posing as posing as law enforcement. Apparently, she's lived off it. Who she knows? She needs help. She previously threatened to arrest food service workers when they wouldn't give her free food. <laughs> as an FBI agent and a CIA agent, so she's working through all the government agencies. And it must work for her some places, right? Maybe it would work better if she was the FDA, an FDA <laughs> agent. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess the other part of it is you're, you're playing on other people's uh, suspicions because nobody wants to call somebody out for being a fake FBI agent, especially if you're working at a Chick-fil-A, right? Right. You don't want to be the 16-year-old that goes, Ma'am, no offense, I don't think you work for the FBI. I'm not going to give you a free biscuit. Uh, but somebody did it, and now she's in jail for it. So don't be stealing valor around Chick-fil-A, Big J. They're not into it. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. (coughs) ACDC shot in the dark here on the Morning After with Nick and Big (laughs) J. It's time for a survey that maybe you won't believe, Big J.
1: Survey says, uh, according to a report, uh, the survey... uh, Really uh, kind of uh, uh, heading towards the age of 11 and 24 about travel experiences, uh, that, that 42% of participants said they've never left the U.S. Okay. Well, 15% said they'd never been outside the state where they were born. 15%? Yeah. Okay. And uh, 88% agreeing they would love to travel more if the opportunities were available. Okay. <laughs> But one of the things that kind of came out of this that was completely weird was the fact that a whole third, 33% added, they'd never seen a cow in person. That's insane to me. And I never really thought about it. I'm like, yeah, city people, I mean, you know, New Yorkers maybe, where are they going to see a cow? There's not like a lot of farms.
0: But if you even go on like a road trip, at some point you'll pass a cow farm and see a cow. Like I said, I mean, I, I can believe it. If maybe they say that they've haven't had some sort of personal interaction with the cow, like seen one up close or whatever that I can buy, but you, you're telling me you haven't seen a cow at some point, even
1: through passing, like a, going on a road trip or something. Yeah. Like crazy. Yeah. Well, here's, it's here's really uh, weird. Uh, but uh, and a lot of this is due to COVID and the pandemic, but uh, there's a new trend out there called Nick cow hugging okay so it's emerged as a wellness trend that hugging a cow will make you feel good <laughs> well
0: listen i don't know about that uh but it beats cow tipping i tell you i tell you sure what. absolutely uh did i ever tell you that story
1: Probably, but I think it's uh, time for a
0: renewal. So I grew up in Wisconsin, right? And uh, America's Dairyland, it says so, on the, uh, on the license yeah, plate. Yeah, Tommy so Boy style. There are, there are cows and dairy farms everywhere. And it's a rite of passage, or at least to somebody that grew up in the 70s, that at some point you think it's a good idea to go cow tipping. And the essential idea is cows sleep standing up, you... Tipped him over, and everybody has a good time, and it's funny. And so I did it once when I was 14 years old, uh, went out late at night with a bunch of friends. First of all, it's much more difficult than you think to knock over a cow. Uh, secondly, it's not nearly as fun. As a matter of fact, you, I mean, at least I did, I felt awful because the cow is just sleeping right it doesn't know yeah, what's happening yeah and then you rush up on it and you tip it over and it takes all your strength to knock over a cow and then it's knocked over and it's probably just like what the bleep it's cr- cruel it's right emotion. it's yeah. awful no it's yeah. awful and so like it instantly happened the cow woke up and it didn't sh- It just like got up and got up and was like wait, like what the hell's going on and then like everybody laughed and except for me and i was just like I just feel like a terrible person. That was awful. You're a and good I, person. I That's never why you wanna, felt that I way. never want to do that to an animal again. That was terrible and awful, and, and it was a, a complete nightmare experience. So that was my one time doing cow tipping. I did it. Uh, and then I felt like an awful piece of crap human being after doing it and haven't done it yet and have uh, since then ballyhooed against uh, cow tipping and convinced several other people not to do it because it was terrible and awful and not nearly as fun as anybody puts it out to be. So don't cow tip everybody. That's my advice for today. Uh, although, that being said, I also don't think I would want to hug a cow either. There's a lot of drool going on there. They don't yeah. smell great. Yeah. Uh, your wife had a thing with cows for a while. She ever hug one?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure she did.
0: But obviously, I think for
1: the Scottish uh, long haired cows.
0: Right. Uh, not enough to regale the experience to you and say it, w- it made her feel better, right? No. So I don't know if that's a deal breaker or not. But... And
1: plus, I'm like, I don't want you to get too close to these cows because I like eating them.
0: Uh, you don't want to get too friendly yeah, with yeah, your food. Don't, I got don't you.
1: be, I uh, don't, names. I don't want names. I don't need all that stuff.
0: Cause next thing you know, she won't allow beef in the house, and that's that. that won't slide.
1: That's right? a real deal breaker.
0: <laughs> Morning after with Nick and Big J coming up in a few minutes. Your bad impressions—they're next on the X Rock
1: Impressions. So far, I'm not impressed. Morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. But yeah, let's get you something cool. Uh, the band Metallica, Nick, is uh, doing a very special. World pay-per-view live event coming up on the 14th of November and uh, it's all within my hands. Acoustic Jam from their headquarters, an auction, uh, man, they've raised a lot of money through the All, all Through My Hands Foundation, and, and they've given it uh, to pretty much everywhere they go, Nick, uh, even including here in the Treasure Valley when they were here a couple years ago. Hell so yeah, I'd hope we make. Uh, let's get you uh, one of those uh, codes to get in and watch that here for Bad Impressions. You want to see some Metallica acoustic-free on us? Then
0: now's the time to get on the horn, 208-287-1003. You're going to play a game called Bad Impressions. It works like this. Big J has got three clues. They all revolve around somebody pretty fast. Famous, figure out who that famous person is, and you're checking out some Acoustic Metallica on us. Hello, The X.
1: Hello, everyone. We're hanging in there, man. What's your name? My name's Charlie. All right, Charlie, you're up first. Like a few others, my superstardom began in the WWE, where I was the WWE champion twice and still hold the record for longest reign. I'm sorry, can you repeat that? Like a few others, others, my stardom began in the WWE where I was the WWE champion twice and still hold the record for longest reign. Next. I played smaller parts in a bunch of movies, but I was the star in My Spy and Stuber. Next. Things really kicked off for me being one of the Guardians of the Galaxy as Drax the Destroyer.
0: Uh, Batista? There you go. There you go, Charlie. Good job, man. Hang on one second. We'll hook you up with that Metallica
1: code. Well played, Or sir. Dave Batista, if you will. Uh, why is David Batista in the news? Uh, he has signed on uh, to do another sci-fi project, uh, Nick, and uh, this time it's called uh, Universe's Most Wanted, which wow. he's going to produce. Well, hopefully it's like L-A-R-I-P-D. Wouldn't that be great? Uh, no, this is a little different. Uh, Universe's most, uh, most wanted. Most wanted is set in an ordinary town, which gets a huge shock when a spaceship carrying the most dangerous criminals in the universe crash lands there. The town's sheriff, uh, sheriff's son becomes an unlikely hero when he teams up with an intergalactic peacekeeper played by Bautista. Cowboys and aliens. Yeah, but probably more fun. God, I hope so. <laughs> uh, let's see. This is going to be. He's producing this alongside Rampage director Brad Peyton. Uh, I never saw Rampage. Did You saw that, right? Yeah, it was okay.
0: Yeah, not great. That's the big monster movie with The Rock, right? Right, yeah. Okay. Uh, and so, uh, obviously, he's got a history with uh, big monster movies and with working with wrestlers, so this uh, this tracks... For the director. Yeah. Uh, sounds fun to me. Listen, I like Dave Batista. I think he's good. Uh, I enjoy him in, in all the things I've seen.
1: Yeah, this weekend we caught uh, My Spy, which is very funny. He's, he's, he's great in the comedy roles. Underrated movie, I agree. And he was great in Spectre as, a, you know, a bad guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. You
0: And you still haven't seen Hotel Artemis, right? I haven't, no. Uh, he was actually very, very good in that as well. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will wrap up the show here next on the x Rock. <coughs> Asking Alexandria, if they don't want what we want. Wrapping up the old morning after with Nick and Big J today. It was an eventful Monday for sure. Thank you to Bron from Mastodon for swinging on by and talking to us about the uh, brand new Medium Rarities album. Uh, he gave us some information about the new Mastodon album that they're working on and should be in the studio later on this month, which is kind of cool. And talked about their connection with Adult Swim, which is also very nice. If you missed any of it or you want to check out the video version of that interview, you can check out the uh, social media pages of the X ex- and and the morning after, the video is up there for you to check out us yapping with uh, with Bron from the studio, which is pretty cool. And, of course, we also had a chance to qualify somebody for the all-new Win Santa Sack. More added this week as we enter week number three of giveaways to Win Santa Sack. So make sure you listen at 1230, 530, and 930 today for additional chances to qualify and be like Michael and Ryan who've already won santa sack with some stuff inside it there's even more we've added a tablet to the bunch uh inside the sack this week so more goodies to win which is a very good thing and that leaves you with the floor big j
1: uh yeah I, I tell you what nick uh, we kind of touched on this a little bit uh that uh I, I bought a car over the weekend that's right uh a toyota prius uh
0: which i believe you made fun of in the past but that's oh, kind of
1: absolutely
0: on on track with uh with the new big j uh and what made you buy
1: a prius um it's comfortable for me and it gets uh, amazing miles per gallon of course uh
0: so saving money on gas
1: a little and, bit more headroom and heavily well more more fat guy room um and, and also heavily influenced by the other guys the other guy the movie the other guys
0: oh i see okay uh wonderful and so uh, you are happy with your purchase driving around yeah Prius? yeah all environmentally conscious i know i feel green well you're not quite there yet I do believe you have to factor in a vegetable or two before you're considered that. But it's very nice.
1: <laughs> very nice, man. I, it feels like a, a rocket ship.
0: Why like do you say I, that? I
1: got a video coming. It just, you know, it's called of.
0: I've only driven a Prius once, and I remember like I enjoyed it, but it was it was a very strange feeling. Because, again, it doesn't sound like it's on, so yeah, you never really yeah. know. Like That takes some getting used to, I imagine, right? Or did you get used to it right away?
1: No, it it does. It is like, is this thing going? Yeah, like, I mean, you you
0: press the power button, you're like, am I sure I can go? when we
1: we, would take it for a test drive. I I like turn it on. I'm like, is it running? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look at you all environmentally conscious. Yep. How does it feel? Uh, You know, it just feels weird. I was like, it was like either, uh, well, here's the thing. I can't afford a Duramax diesel pickup truck or I would have that. I see.
0: That was the other, that was the option?
1: yeah one extreme or the other well for me personally i i, I you know my personality and what whatnot would probably fit into the duramax a little bit better beautiful
0: uh you're gonna look good drink, drinking starbucks and that my friend morning after with nick and big j <laughs> yep there's your show we'll talk to you tomorrow jason drew he's up next have a good one it's the x rocks